It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I have Aaron Cheddar Talk. Hey, John, what's going on, man? You know what? Uh, Speaking of that, I have never been there. One of the places, one of the the skiing adventures that I've never gone to. I've never been to Lake Tahoe. And And actually, did you see Rogers throwing like a a football out to that pontoon a couple weeks ago when he was playing out there? No. Uh, and for yeah. everyone who doesn't know, Aaron and I just had a very long um, pre-show <laughs> conversation about a lot of stuff like we usually do, and we did end with The Godfather, which is yes. a great segue into anything, anything right. at all. <laughs> so we, we yeah, just ending no, with Rogers, Fredo. Yeah. Rogers was on the 18th, and uh, Justin Timberlake was shooting baskets or something like that because they had a basketball hoop out there, oh. and someone, someone threw Rogers a football, and there's a pontoon floating out in uh, Lake Tahoe. And he was trying to throw it out to him, and it was a, a legit seventy-yard bomb. Nice. Yeah, we and were. He, short, he shorted it by about two yards, <laughs> which is pretty good. I mean, considering there's probably winds off the lake and stuff like that. So, anyhow, our pre-show uh, show would be a pretty pretty interesting podcast. I don't know that anybody would listen to it, but it is <laughs> horribly fun and random for forty-something-year-old men uh, of a certain over. <laughs> Um, Asia. It might have been in the military or might not have been. Yeah, we were definitely looking up WWF wrestlers from the 90s. Um, Wolfpack is rowdy, rowdy, and bowdy, bowdy, yeah. as we all know. And uh, we ended by mentioning that the people we know in the Army, I, I did have somebody who was at my officer basic course whose father, um, she had a very Italian name. I'm not going to put it out there because I don't, I don't need a hit. Um, because you don't need to be dead. Yeah, very Italian name. Her father, she's from New Jersey. Her family's from New Jersey. Her father runs a construction business in Jersey. And we were all like, when her family gets here, we should all be very nice because they're yeah. clearly mafia. <laughs> I can't and back Sopranos, that up. And Sopranos had just come on TV and we're like, oh, this is what happens? Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, this was, uh, what was that? My officer basic course would have been in starting in February of 05 uh, and then running through July. Oh yeah, and to to finish another story from the the, the pregame. Um, so my my grandpa and his uh, brothers, so my great uncles, used to perpetuate a uh, a lie from up north in Wisconsin <laughs> that there was a madman running around in the woods killing people during hunting season. So it would keep the Illinois people out of the woods during hunting season. <laughs> Nobody was dying. They just they just make up that story and tell it at the bars, and yeah, Jeez. it was great. All right. Anyhow. Uh, we have some yeah. things to say this week, and uh, yeah, it's going to be, it, it'll be an interesting show. We'll just say that much. We've John a, was mad at We have big feelings. Night, yeah, we were, yeah, we were, we we're going back and forth on text. You've probably seen us on Twitter a little bit if you're following us. Hot. Um, mostly, it's not even Aaron. I'm mostly very upset at how Brewer's Twitter's become this toxic hate sphere, and... I'm just tired. We'll get into that yeah, later. I'm, but I'm I'm, I'm I'm one of the ones perpetuating it. Yes. <laughs> but we'll we'll say I am not good. I am not good on Bruce Twitter right now. And the, yeah, it, it is what it is, and we'll get into that. But we'll say first off, follow this show on Twitter. 
Twitter is a horrible hell sphere, and we are a bright spot in that hell sphere, bringing you love and cheer and joy, and if nothing else, just weird fights between Aaron and I every now and then, or weird sharing of just videos that are hilarious as all get go. Uh, mostly Packers, Brewers, or you know, Bucks related, but either way, and going after Vikings fans too. Every now and then, when they come at me, it's coming back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh well, especially especially after they uh, the Vikings had the Anthony Barr highlight. That was real. super weird. And of okay. course, and of course, they, of course they put of course they put Rogers getting driven into the ground, and having his collarbone broken. Yeah. So, so let's anyhow. we'll say this first though. Follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. Then you can follow me as well at Not So Humble Host. And I know you can follow Aaron because if you follow me, you'll see a bunch of Aaron as well. And as I always say, I follow Aaron. My wife follows Aaron. My son follows Aaron. You should follow Aaron. Aaron, where do they find you? You can find me at Chatter Talk, John. Um, picked up a couple of followers in the last couple of days, though. So, so it's fabulous, it's been, right? Uh, yeah, mostly just tearing <laughs> on Vikings fans. It's Jeez. been great. All right. Well, let's kick off everything right away with the segment of show we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. Okay, so starting with Packers, just a little bit. It's it's the big thing that we like getting into. As we said, Aaron and I, and I have had both weird run-ins because this is the moment of the year. This, and for the next four weeks, this month here, is the time when Vikings fans exist. Because yes. the season hasn't started, they are full of hope and vigor, and they don't remember any of their history, and nothing matters, and they've never read the newspaper, and they're just super pumped. Um so, so then they come at me for no reason whatsoever, and it's hilarious. Cause I'm like, what, what, why? I had the gall to say on like Fox Sports puts up these things, and they said like, which NFC North stadium is the best? I'm like, well, it's Lambeau. Lambeau has the best experience, the best history. The stadium is fantastic. Fits in with the atmosphere of the entire neighborhood. Has the Title Town District. Has the Hall of Fame that you want to see. Has the names up on the side that are not like. The Ring of Honor, which has people who are not Hall of Famers kind of Ring of Honor, but only Hall of Famers Ring of Honor. Um, right. It's Lambeau and, Field. And, it's and, the best and, experience. And Madden used, used to go on and on when he'd go there. Rest in peace. Um, yeah. Joe Buck still goes on and on about it. Troy Aikman goes on and on about it. Everybody, everybody comes does. in there. Everybody Everyone who everybody isn't Adam goes, Thielen, because yeah, he's a sad little man who's from even, Minnesota and even wants to Paul say Paul Allen, not from Apple, but Paul right. Allen, voice of the Vikings... Paul Allen, Paul Allen from yeah. Apple's dead, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I can't is. remember. So yeah. it can't be that one. Anyways, but yeah, Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, even he says, you know, the Lambo experience is unbelievable. Right. Like, because, and the facilities because, are the because, best. Because, because Paul, Paul's a homer, but Paul's also unabashedly honest at times, too. At so. times, yes. The um the only knock, they're like, oh, you're on bleachers. Like, it, they have the best locker rooms. They have the best medical facilities. They have the best fan experience just bar none just it is if you the, if you take a if you take a if you take a tour like we did last summer it's fantastic they told us it is the second largest stadium in all of football they are after the, after giant stadium yes yeah and um well there's a spot i guess they can expand the cowboys at&t stadium to make it slightly bigger but right. they don't use those seats for cowboys games um right. the other thing is lambo field i don't a lot of people maybe don't know this they have a million dollar turf. It's not AstroTurf. It is million dollar grass field with woven in uh, plastic threads that make the turf stronger. 
so they don't have to replace the turf as the year goes on. And I mean, like, like it is a million dollar. They are the only NFL team that does it. There are several, like Man City and Man U, or have this. Like Real Madrid right. has this because it's the best. It is the yes. premium, and that's and that's why they thing. could play a Man U soccer game on that right. same turf. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what 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 you want out of that. It's it's a fantastic place to be and to watch. And the, I mean, yes, the Viking Stadium is brand new and everything shines and it glitters. Um, that thing stands out like a sore thumb in the middle of that downtown. If you've ever driven near it, you see it from miles away because it doesn't look like a building that belongs there. Soldier it Field looks is like fantastic. An anvil. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but it's very new it feels, and pretty on the burnt. inside. It really is. I mean, like it's fantastic and new and up to date. And for all of that, it is a very good stadium. It looks strange as all get go. But the problem is, it's surrounded by nothing. Um, nobody wanted to be there. They built it there as kind of a last resort. Um, it, the, the parking is terrible. There's no tailgating. There is no fan anything. No. The experience is you go to the game, you sit at the game. That is it. No, that is the like, only it's, thing. It's, it's, it's like Target Field. Target Field's a beautiful stadium. Oh, but yeah. They're, they're, you park in a parking ramp, and it's game in, game out, get out in and out as fast as you can. It's, you know, I really like Target Field, though. I, it's, I wish it's it's it had same, a... It's, uh, the same reason, it's the same reason why the Bears are trying to move out to Arlington Heights. There's more money in that, yeah. There's more money in it. It's a bigger area. You can it's have just, a because a, the Bears cannot build something like Titletown District where they are, and the Vikings no, can't either. They can find their Soldier yeah. Field is sitting on some of the most valuable property in North America, like yeah. per square foot. Like they can't take over any part of Millennium Park. There, there's nothing. There's nowhere to expand. Think- and. Yeah. Yeah. Them building possibly a turf field is giving up the biggest home field advantage they have, which is that nobody has ever mowed the grass at Soldier Field. And it slows everybody down. It's hard to run out there, and they know it. And mm-hmm. it's a big advantage, but doesn't matter because they want to try to get rid of that and go out there and make more money. Do, do you remember <laughs> my joke? Do you remember my joke about them moving out to Ireland and Heights where the uh, horse track is? Oh, shoot. I forgot. I know you made one. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of likes on Twitter. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll 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 clean it up. I'll be very honest. I don't want them to leave Soldier Field. I mean, it, they it, miss... it's 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 a horse track. But if the Chicago Bears move out there, there's going to be more horse crap out there. <laughs> Anyways, I like the. No, I don't want them to leave either. Yeah, but it's, I've been there. It's... it's it's a nice enough place. It's weird looking now with how they redid it. Yeah, but it they like keep the old columns. Dishpan. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the the description that a UFO landed at the Parthenon. Right. Like, yeah, that's kind of it. But the, the, the columns are, are iconic. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the name of the field. It's the place. It's it's everything. And it, I don't know. I hope they don't leave because I really like where they are. Well, the, the, That's the, the second best is, field. It's it's a public field. So it's used for other things. Yes. Like It's like the Packers control what happens at Lambeau Field. The, the Bears do not control what happens at Soldier Field. Right. To, yeah. And and that's why. To an extent. I that's mean, also yes. the reason why it's never mowed is because the city's responsible for paying for that and they don't. So they, they don't mow it. And that's why the grass is always very long and hard to run in. But I mean, it's an advantage. It's it's interesting. It, yeah, it's it's a cool story. A it's helped about a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hey, they those those fans have actually been some. You know, you're 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 bashing on the Vikings fans for being out of line as they always are in the off season. Uh, the weird. Bears fans have been pretty quiet this off season. I've noticed. I think. See, this is the thing. It's like probably I, I really hate the Bears. The coach's last name. I really hate the Bears more than the Vikings, <laughs> but Bears fans I respect because right. they show up. They're always there for their team. 
and they really know what their team is, and they really know football. Right now, they understand that they got a young quarterback who just lost the best receiver on his team. They drafted mm-hmm. some guys, but they, they did not spend any of their first-round picks trying to improve that offense. Their first couple mm-hmm. rounds were defense because they lost a bunch of people on defense because they they understand that they're rebuilding. They're like the, well, that, the organization and young, knows And that young quarterback was drafted by the last regime, too. Yeah, and this organization knows that they had to rebuild that defense, and the only way to start rebuilding was to get you know let Khalil Mack go, and they, they did, and... Um, it's an inter- It's going to be an interesting year. Um, and you know when you got it, you got that Chicago accent like this. It's you know you know Tom. It's kind of hard to say Eberflaus, Eberflu, Eber. Um, uh, we can't even say the coach's name. We're going to call him Ted. We'll say it. Ditka two. Yeah. Dit, ditka, ditka, ditka part two to be determined. <laughs> Eberflus. Uh, he's going to take him there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of the best field. That is okay. in the NFC North. Uh, the Packers played the the family game, the family day yes, game, wherever, and it's you know it's, it's fireworks and it's a bunch of family and they 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 sell most of the tickets. They fill that stadium. It's like a game day atmosphere. It's fantastic to go to. Uh, I didn't get to go this year. Next year, it's ten, it's ten bucks a ticket. Like yeah, it's cheap. It's yeah. a fantastic thing. I've I've and gone Wayne several and, times. It's Wayne and Larry on TV too, yes. like for three straight hours, and they're funny. Like when you let them go, Larry's great. Like Larry, well, Wayne and Larry are both they're super both funny. Dudes. They're both yeah. treasures. And, and the best yeah. part is like they're not calling a game. They're at one point they were literally just spending like ten minutes watching the three quarterbacks, Etling mm-hmm. included, throwing like forty yard passes towards a net in the end zone, the corner of the end right. zone, and um. They really just were all missing until it ended. No, I don't right. think I think none of them made it is from what I watched, no. and so I was like, "Huh, interesting." That's a long. But it was great. It was a it long was crazy throw because Wayne and Larry because football is such a uh, the way the football is versus baseball like you're like right in line. You always got to stay. There's always a play. There's something happening or your timeout. There's this that. It's a very regimented sport as opposed to baseball, like with euchre. You know, he can just talk and. Hey, so, you know, we were uh, down in St. Louis one time and uh, uh, trying to catch a knuckleball, a pitch outside that makes it three and two. And, uh, right. you know, I told John Drysdale, uh, you know, we can't be doing that anymore. And there's a pitch outside. That's a walk. He's going to go to first, his first, second now. But I said, hey, Don, you know, it's like it's like that, you know, like he can tell a story over the course of like three innings. And he has. I've listened to him. It's kind of and like so the guy like, who calls the Colts game family night. They, that's what it is. It's Wayne yeah. and Larry. They can just talk like it's not regimented. Yeah. And they're just talking about things and about players because the play doesn't particular each play doesn't particularly matter that much. It's a practice you're calling. Right. Um, and, and in that the receivers actually had some really nice a couple of those guys, uh, Samari Toure and which I want to call him Samurai. Uh, and then I would want to call him Samurai Jack. Samurai, Samurai Tour. Yeah. And uh, Romeo Dobbs had some nice yes. plays. They they did well getting off the, the line. Um, I mean, Torre is playing against the second teamers mostly, but they, they still seeing a couple nice things. I saw a couple things out of Jordan Love. I mean, he doesn't have to be completely there yet, but he does need to be there to next year probably. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> or he's, he's going to be traded because they're not going to pay him. Um, you know, they're not going to pick up his option on his fifth year if he's not going to be starting in the next year. So, we're gonna have to start seeing where this is and and where this is going. He's had, he's not necessarily the most consistent. Um, I've had some other people, um, 
Alex uh, Lack, who is uh, one of the attorneys I work with, uh, goes to Green Bay. Sometimes he's working from Green Bay when he works remotely. Um, so he's there and he's there every weekend every, too. Um, but he's been saying like, yeah, there's a couple things with, with love. He wasn't excited with his footwork, but then the next day he shows up and he's just perfect. You know, like everything seems to click for a day. Um, it's going to be the consistency. He really has improved a, a large deal from where he came in. Cause his footwork was abysmal trash. It was trash. abysmal. It was terrible. Um, he had four, he had four coaches in four years at Utah. Like it was, yeah. He 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 was raw, absolutely raw. Yeah, he had to rebuild. Which, by the way, Aaron Rodgers had to completely rebuild his throw. Everything yes. about his throw, he had to rebuild, which he obviously did. I'm not saying yeah, if, that if, if love Rogers is would get had there. if Rodgers would have had to start right out of Cal, he would have been done. He'd have been ba- Kyle Baller, you know, Kyle yeah. Baller. It's like or Trent Dilfer, yeah. Yeah, that'd Trent be Til- the best. Trent Tilford was Trent Tilford. It was Baller and Tilford, right? Were the two out of. Well, he had a bu- well, yeah, but Tedford coached a bunch of different places. So he yeah. uh, he coached uh, Dilfer. He coached Carr, the first you know, David Carr, not Derek. Uh, he coached uh, Harrington quarterback Trent Tilford. Yeah, Dilfer, and then also he had uh, Joey Harrington, and yeah. um, uh, who's the guy who went to Cincinnati? Uh, Keely Smith. Kajana Cutter. Achilles Smith, the quarterback oh, who never did anything. Yeah, Kajana Carter was running, running back. back. Yeah, running back. Yeah, close, close. Yeah, it was close. That was so, pretty I mean, good like, by me. To, but to I mean, yeah, clear. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just it's it's an argument that if if Bud would have been the coach when Giannis first came to the team, would he have ever played? By yeah, co- true. by Coach Bud's by Coach Bud's inability to play new kids, and hence the reason why Jordan Wara is gone now. You know, like, I mean, if, if Rogers would have had to play, you know, Favre being Favre and hanging on as long as he did probably helped out Rogers in the long run. So, you know, this is why we're we're talking about family night though. So, but yeah, Yeah. Jordan Love, Jordan Love is probably benefiting from sitting on the bench and he looks much better than he did when he first got here. He Um, doesn't look like he's Rogers. To be clear, he no. doesn't look like he's gonna, he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL right now. No, nobody is saying that. None of us are saying no. that. If I get tweets about how I'm saying that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he has been improved. He looks like a solid NFL backup right now. He really does. And you know what? That's and everyone it, says everyone says you know well we could have used that first round draft pick on somebody else. Sure. If using that first round draft pick to put a flame under Rogers' ass. And make him a back-to-back MVP. Uh, I I think it's worth it. I think mm-hmm. it is. Like it it, it kind of it, it sparks something. And you know what? And I've I've been saying this for the last two years. You know what? It's the most important position in football. If you're not willing to, if if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to pull up a a, a a a backup quarterback in the sixth round, you're not putting the, the just capital into your position. Uh, would I say put a first rounder on a back quarterback any other day? Probably not, but it's easily explainable to try and do that, to like have a talented person picked in the first round to be your backup quarterback. Because if you pull a seventh rounder and then your first, then your starting quarterback goes down, you're done. You're cooked. Your goose is turked. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, let's go. That was, that's like, um, uh, help me out. LSU quarterback used to be ours. Uh, pop gun arm. Used to be ours or name name of my team for a while. What's oh yeah, name? Matt Flynn. 
Matt Flynn, national yeah, champion, I mean, Matt, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, like Matt <laughs> Flynn, it's like there's there's your seventh rounder. But I mean, he when given the chance, they brought him back, and he couldn't even he couldn't do anything. Yeah. This is a, a national championship winner. Like, yeah, you got to invest in your quarterback position. If it's this the most true. important important position in football, you got to invest in it. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's why you get why the Bears you know moved up to go get Justin Fields they're like he's a legitimate and he is from everything he did and from everything oh, he showed you legitimate talented, first round talented. pick yeah. he yeah. he's an, he is a talented player um the bears are really they're trying to waste, ruin they're him they're going to waste him just like Trubisky yeah, yeah. i mean they're yeah they're, that's the problem it's like those are guys who had talent they really did have talent they needed to be brought along and they have yeah. not been brought and i really think that that's almost the entire point of quarterbacks is None of them are just self-made. We can't just throw them in and say, like, you know what? We could put them in anywhere, and every quarterback would succeed. You know, and those guys who can are few and far between. They're Peyton Manning. They're mm-hmm. – I'm trying to think who else. Because Favre failed in the first place he went. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Brady on a lot of different other places would never have played because he's Fair. not athletic, and he, you know, he had a lot of other issues with his game, which is why he was not picked early and why he Russ was passed. Will- Russ, Russ, Russ Wilson would have made it anywhere. Probably just because he's got the ability to pick up and run and he's accurate yeah. enough that he could do that. Cause he's been playing without a line for years. And yeah. so Russ, yeah, Russ, uh, I'll give Russ Wilson credit to do that. But I mean, like one of the most, uh, I mean, before, before there was uh, Tom Brady, there was Joe Montana. You yeah. Know? And, and Joe Montana fell into a guy who invented a completely new offense, mm-hmm. which is great. John um, Elway, John Elway would have probably made it anywhere too. Yeah. Um, for a guy who has a sub ninety quarterback rating all time uh, for yeah. a career, yeah, he would have because he was also one of those like he's super athletic and he could have done a lot of different. things. Oh, he was there, doing yeah. he was doing it all he was doing it all for his team too. He's like yeah. Russ Wilson, like he was just well, him and Russ Wilson are basically the same quarterback. They're kind of that guy, yeah, in different eras, yeah. <laughs> so, I but mean, there's a yeah, lot of I quarterbacks mean, who the fit mattered more than their actual um, just their their overarching talent and. And Rodgers may really have been one of them. And mm-hmm. and Favre landing on the second team is really one of them because the way he played did not match most teams. And he had to find a coach who could really rein him in and make him do the things that he needed mm-hmm. to do. And Holmgren was that coach. Um, it has right. to, you have to have the talent around you and you have to have the coach. I quite honestly believe you'd be better off being a quarterback who's the third quarterback taken than mm-hmm. being the best quarterback in the draft. Because Trevor Lawrence is going to get the snot beat out of him. David yeah. Carr got the snot beat out of him. Tim yeah. Couch got the just just got everything beat out of him for years. And after they had ruined all his confidence, they sent him back off into the NFL to other teams. David David done. Carr was maybe one of the most talented um, non big school quarterbacks ever to be drafted. Yeah. And, and had he, he not been sacked, sacked seventy times a year, times a year, yeah. Had he not and had that, it could have been a very different world for him um i think that it really does matter where you go and what the fit is and this is why some of these guys like uh russell wilson is the third round pick yeah because they picked two other good guys ahead of him and you know Mm -hmm. they were able to put him into a team that had other things around it already and just needed Mm -hmm. a quarterback to fit in where you know they thought it was flynn it was him um well how about mahomes too Mahomes came into a great situation. He very much did, and that that's good. And he has a great quarterback coach, and he had great talent around him. And they drafted well, some a, other good a, guys he, too. He didn't start his first year. Yeah, which is he, also he sat, he sat he sat behind. Um, oh, 
Yeah, um, the guy who was drafted in front of Roger Smith. Alex Smith, Smith yeah. yeah. Alex, Alex Smith, who was Alex Smith, who was probably just as good as Aaron Rodgers. That's the reason why he got picked Talent first overall. Wise, yeah. But he went through five offensive yeah. coordinators in the first six years, went to Kansas City, and yeah. was gracious enough to teach this kid how to play quarterback. He should get and a lot of credit for how much he teaches. He should get a lot of credit for a lot of things, including a spiral fracture playing for the stupid Washington Redskins. And just, oh God, that guy's... Yeah, I mean that's exactly it. Rogers versus Rogers versus Smith. Rogers gets picked first overall, and then Smith gets picked by the by the Packers in the twentieth round, twenty fourth, twenty fourth yeah. round, twenty fourth pick, pick, pick. Yeah, twenty fourth pick in the first round. I mean that's a world of difference. Like, yeah, if you have dropped him on that team, that would have been very interesting to see how his career would have changed. Right. Um, but we so won't like, get to so know. Is, There's a different Justin, universe. Back to Justin. Back to Justin Fields. Talented is all get out. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, I the guy is super talented, but uh, I the, yeah. the Bears will ruin him. Yeah, we're not that Packers podcast that'll try to tell you that everybody in the Bears is bad because he's talented. He's talented. talented. I'd love him. I would trade him for love tomorrow because he could sit More behind Rodgers for a year or two and then, have, I mean, like, yeah, he could really figure things out. He's got a great arm. He's a smart guy, um, and he's he's crazy athletic. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would like, I mean, um, that Ohio system's hard to come out. Ohio state system's hard to come out of because the reads are, I mean, very much like what Rogers had Rogers reads in college were very simplified because the offense is meant to make it easier on the quarterback to just get the ball out. And that's mm-hmm. what Ohio state is, which is they draft very athletic quarterbacks. They say first reads not there. Go just run, just run because you can. And that's not great for the NFL because everybody's as fast as you in the NFL. And you see running backs like this all the time where they're like, I'm just going to bounce it and run around the corner. No, you don't. You don't get to do that in the NFL. That's not how this works. <laughs> because because every linebacker is Quay Walker. <laughs> right. And the, he's right. looked great, too, from family day, too. If you ever yeah, let's saw get back to family day. Let's what, talk about the defensive side. What he's let's looked like. Um, Stokes was, was playing a lot against Dobbs, and I really hope it's that Dobbs is that good because I've seen – uh, Dobbs have some very nice plays so far in camp and in the this this um, practice here against Stokes. And I'm really hoping it's not a sophomore slump. I'm really hoping it's just that Dobbs is really actually doing this. That he's that good. He's coming off the line very well, which is the thing I didn't think he would be the best at. That's the thing I thought was his single biggest weakness. And, and maybe it's just coaching. Maybe they're getting him a little help on how to do that. Um, and maybe at Nevada, that wasn't as big a deal. But when he went to the Senior Bowl, he got killed off the line by a bunch of press corners. And notably, the Packers defense does not play press, so it's going to play into a little bit of his skill set. But somebody's going to play press against him, right? Like, if you're the 49ers coming up, they're going to play press against him. I mean, not in the preseason game next week um, because nobody cares about the preseason score. Um, And I know people who are gambling on preseason football and, you know, stop it. Get help, you know. <laughs> just Stop. like, yeah. <laughs> come on, uh, you got a problem then. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. That's that's my feeling. The, the defense looks pretty good. They're they're at the ball a lot. I saw a lot of guys making undercut plays. Like you think guys got someone beat, but there's a linebacker making the underneath move because he's reading quarterback, and they did pretty well on that. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about how the defense looks. Um, we're gonna have to wait to see him play against somebody else though. Um, you're playing your offense against your defense. You know all the plays. As much as 
you know, when you get ready for week one, you're going to have watched film and played against the scout team. Right. right now, you've only been playing your own offense, <laughs> you know, right. your own plays, which you know as well as anything. So, right. I mean, you've had two weeks instead of like, oh, I got I got four days of actual running and going to, to get ready for this game. You're like, no, they've had two weeks to get ready for one scrimmage. And now they got to right. get ready for a uh, preseason, finally. And it's a completely different sports world now than when we grew up, too. Like, even when we were still growing up, there was still the Cheese League during the preseason. Yes. There were shirts for that. Where the New Orleans Saints, Chicago Bears, and Kansas City Chiefs came up to Wisconsin. And then eventually Kansas City the, Chiefs uh... were, the, I think, the last team to come to Wisconsin. I think they were the last team to go somewhere else. Maybe, because, uh, yeah, the Saints were in Lacrosse, Chiefs were in River Falls, the Bears were in yep. Platteville, Minnesota was counted as Cheese League, even though they were in Mankato, Packers Mankato, were in, yeah, at yeah, De Pere, yeah. and yeah, then it was, it was Jacksonville, all, it was, it, that, Jacksonville that all, joined. That all started because Kansas City in the summertime is hot as hell, and you don't Louisiana is ridiculously hot, so they came it's up to Wisconsin idea. to practice, and then nowadays with indoor facilities, they are that, that's why... And, but, they uh, wanted to sell tickets to their own fans because they felt they weren't right. appreciating their own fan base, which is a fair point, I guess. But yeah, it was rough. I went to well, Bears. That's why there's that's why there's a ton of Chiefs fans in eastern or western Wisconsin. Yeah, I've like, never met them, but yeah, we yeah. My, when I would go stay with my grandma down in Boscobel, we would go to Platteville to go watch mm-hmm. Bears practice. We were Packers fans, but we wanted to see football, so we would go there right. and watch it because yeah. it's interesting. No. I mean, they're, they're, those are like Ditka weird... bears, which we hated more than just hell itself, you know. But that's but that's the thing is just there's a lot of uh, well, you've seen me. I'm a Chiefs apologist. I have no like, problem with the degree because that's an hour south of where I grew up. Yeah. And we used to watch Chiefs practice, and there's a whole bunch of people down there, and it works out well because they're AFC. I got no so, problem with yeah. Chiefs, especially once they trade Tyreek Hill. Right, exactly. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> but, was that was that line from uh, Last of from Magua, Magua, <laughs> no. Anyways, yeah, I don't but I have I have no qualms with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I've always been a Chiefs apologist because they were yeah. down there, and I there were stories of Joe Montana hanging out at bars and restaurants, yeah. and, and they should and, stop the chop though. They should not do the tomahawk chop because it's weird. It's super weird neither, to do that neither, in twenty twenty three. Neither should the Braves. But anyways, Correct. here we are. But yeah. Um. So other teams have renamed their teams. <laughs> um, but anyhow, so um, what were we going to say about uh, where we getting at there? At, uh, uh, but the cheese league was a fun oh, thing so it's there. it's so it's different. So preseason is different too. So like, so you know, Dobbs coming out of college, like he didn't, you know, like a lot of kids when they get drafted, like they just go home and they eat corn and you know go to cookouts and you know <laughs> don't drink beer and don't go to, don't work on things. Where I'm sure Dobbs, from the time he's been drafted till now, has been working out hard. Oh, thanks. So. And like, there's there's no off season for these people anymore. Like preseason yeah. used to be a time to get in shape. Now it's nowadays it's you, you better know, be in you shape when you get there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you better be in shape when you get there, or you're going to lose your job. Yep. So you know, and so to the point that Stokes might be a step behind. Maybe he didn't work on like D back stuff during the. Uh, D-back sounds like a terrible thing. Anyways, D- 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 maybe he didn't work on D-back stuff during the offseason. Maybe he just worked on conditioning, strength, and everything else like that, and he's mm. getting burnt off the line. He'll catch up sooner or later. This right. used to be the period of time where 
you, you get back into game shape. This is where you catch back up to these kind of things. So I'm not worried about Stokes. No. Stokes has got speed for days. He proved it last year. He might also he, just be underestimating uh, how fast sooner, Dobbs sooner is. Sooner or later, our entire defense is going to be from Georgia, I guess. Jeez. I don't know. They sent everybody already to the NFL. Who knows what they got coming up? No. Packers will be playing on Friday night on my brother Mike's birthday and uh, the 12th. They'll be playing the San Francisco 49ers. I don't care who wins because it's the preseason. And I just don't care. Uh, it should be fun to see football again. And by the way, what this means is season five of Scotty Johnny will be starting next week. This is the last right. episode of season four because we start at Packers training camp. That's when we, we get going. Or Well, we're not training camp, but at, at preseason game one. Oh, my God. We're almost done with four years. Right? Over 6,000 downloads. We've got, uh, we're heading into season five here coming up. We've, we've had a... Uh, End of, season, end of season four is going to be done from a, uh, uh, a camper in northern <laughs> Wisconsin somewhere next week. So Fabulous. Yeah, no, season five starts next week, everybody, so we're looking forward to that. And, and speaking of the Cheese League, we've got the 49ers, but then we're going to play the Saints, and then the Chiefs, and then the Vikings. Well, I guess Vikings is week one. So, I mean, right. Chiefs, Vikings, and then the Bears. That is the Cheese League right there, except for the Jaguars were a late entry into the Cheese League. And fun fact, my brother Dan and I, whose birthday is not next week, his birthday was back in June. My brother Dan and I worked the Jaguars' very first training camp. We we volunteered. We did, like, stay off the the rope, you know, keep like, yeah. keep back. Players are walking through here. We also sold concessions. So, so they were at uh, Point? They were at Stevens Point, yep, for their very wow. inaugural training camp. I believe Burline was the quarterback that year. Um, yeah, we got to see all the players. And that's when I realized that they're most of them are lying about their heights at that time in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there were guys who were like, I'm a six foot five offensive tackle. And you're like, are you? Cause I'm six two and I can look you in the eye. And <laughs> is that with the helmet and the cleats on while standing on yeah, concrete? Right. Um, it's harder now cause you know, you've got the combine, which really does measure everybody, but Right. You know, there were guys lying about their height for sure in the 90s. Right. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're very excited to start seeing this. And next week we'll have an idea. Uh, things we can talk about well, in terms of Packers and what they've actually done on a field against a different team. So that'll be fun, well, hey, right? Let's be, be, before we move off the Packers, yeah, too. Yeah. So I alluded to him earlier. Uh, Quay Walker, um, our yes. first-round draft pick out of Georgia, which Georgia. actually if he starts in uh, – who's our D-tackle that we got the second – Devontae Wyatt. So if they both start Dante Wyatt, along, with, me, I think. along with Stokes, 25% of our defense played at Georgia at this point. <laughs> so, no, I've heard people saying, uh, already giving comparisons to Devontae Campbell, to which Clay Walker. Amazing. Which is insane. But um, he looks the part. I mean, he's, speaking of someone who's actually six foot five, <laughs> like <laughs> he's a big dude. Like, I'm, I'm, this, this pack, you know, we, we kind of went down the Stokes road right there. Um, if Jair comes back healthy and the defensive backfield stays the way it is, and just you know, if Kenny stays healthy, uh, the guy we got from Seattle, help me, John, free agent. Um, wait, free agent from Seattle. I'm sorry, I kind of in and out here checking. Yeah, some I know you're stuff. as soon as I start talking, you zone out. I get it, but sometimes. Uh, <laughs> The moment. defensive t- defensive tackle used to play for oh, Seattle. Oh, um, uh, Robinson. We're the, wor- we're the worst. Yeah, worst I'm just trying to remember. Is the guy from Alabama? 
Anyways. Robinson, right? Yeah, sure. Whatever works for me. So, I mean, the defense <laughs> is going to be super stout. Like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready for it. And then the offense with uh, not having a focal point. So, early on in my Packers fandom, we had Sterling Sharp, who was um, yeah. probably the best wide receiver to ever play the game. And I <laughs> say that with 98% certainty. Uh, Hudson uh, can't be compared to not, to modern day wide receivers. It was a different game back then. Hudson was the best receiver before 1979. Um, but uh, we have Sterling Sharp. And one of Brett Favre's big problems early on when he was a quarterback was forcing the ball to him. And Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years has been forcing the ball to Devontae Adams, like uh, not throwing the ball to uh, Alan Lazard when he was wide open during the um, playoff game last year, which would have probably been a touchdown. So um, I'm actually looking forward to having a more diverse offense. This Jaron year. Reed. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Ashawn Robinson, but it's Jaron Reed. I got the names all mixed up. That's who you're talking about. The guy, what, the Packers, I... Packers just signed Jaron Reed, number 90. Uh, it's the guy we just brought yeah. in the Alabama D tackle. He was playing at the same time as Ashawn Robinson. Uh, I got them mixed up in my head somehow. Blah. Anyhow, so yeah, so I mean, our our defense is stacked. I'm also so, in a weird way looking forward to seeing more of Jack Heflin, uh, the D tackle out of Iowa from last year, hmm. um, who who has one of the greatest um, descriptions ever given by a scout, which is, and I believe that this is a phrase that is used uh, in several different um, patterns for a defensive tackle who is impossible to move out of the way. He was described as. A garbage can full of dirt. Yes. Someday, I hope that somebody would ever say, like, Jonathan Barnett is a garbage <laughs> can full of dirt in a nice way. In a nice way. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll All have right. more what Packers we, talk next else, week. What else are we going to talk about? Okay, so here's what's going to happen now. We are going to talk right. about the Brewers. No, we're not. And all of it's going to be sad. Okay? I mean, just I I, I'm going to say this right now, but I want to give Aaron an unadulterated and uninterrupted chance to just to just let it go. I want to hear him say it. I just want to hear you talk about what's going on, Aaron, and your feelings on this because you have put a lot out there into the Twitter sphere uh, of, of the anger. And, and I want to say this first off. Um, Aaron is my dear friend, and he and I have been in some weird, horrible mm-hmm. mental places in, in, in different countries, and I, yes. I love him dearly. And I can disagree with Aaron, and uh, you know that's fine. But I really do want to give him every opportunity to have a, a, a time to vent on this because Aaron's had a lot to say, and I think that all of it's very valid. I don't a hundred percent agree with Aaron on this, but I want him to have some chance to talk about like this week coming out of this trade, one in five since trading Hater. I want Aaron. Aaron, what are your thoughts on this? Um, besides the hot garbage. Um that it, it actually was is yeah. I'm uh, it's all right. So how can I put this kindly? You don't have to be kind. You have it. Just you be G rated. So, so, so there's, there's only one player on the entire Milwaukee Brewers team who is potentially the best person at their position in the entire game. Nobody else on the Brewers could, could even be close. I mean, Corbin Burns, maybe because he won the Cy Young last year, but this year, Corbin Burns is not the best pitcher in baseball. Okay. So, I mean, 
So he's not the best. He's one of the best at his position. Uh, Woodruff is kind of one of the best. Who else do we have that's the best at their position in baseball? We have no one. Christian Yelich is not the best at his position in baseball. Like, luckily, um, Craig Council took my advice and batted him lead off, and he's been great <laughs> since then. But otherwise, nobody, nobody else on the team is the best at their position. We had one person on the entire Milwaukee Brewers team that was the best at their position, and that was Josh Hader. He was under control for the next year and a half, which the Brewers like control. They don't mm-hmm. like paying. They like control. Yes. Severino, who popped hot for drugs before the season started, decided we decided I sound like Christopher Walken now for some weird reason. I'm going into that head. <laughs> decided to stay behind that dude past Hater. Anyways. Yeah. So so Hater might be so next year it's gonna cost about four million dollars more to keep him on the team. So let's trade this guy for the low rent version of him that used to pitch for the twins that now pitches for the Padres. We're going to bring this guy in and he's, yeah, he's second in the, in the, in the, in the league, in the national league and saves, but doesn't have the history nor the all-star appearances that Josh Hader does. Let's bring in another dude that we're going to DFA the next day. And not only that, but help, help the Padres, a team in the NL that we're going to probably have to play in the playoffs, get under the luxury tax Lament, he's gone. And then who's Ruiz? Okay, okay, that guy. And Gasser, who we might see in like three years. That's great. Okay, so we did the team zero favors. Zero favors. Like, what's what's going on right now? Like, Josh Hader's still good till next year. Closers are not good at, at the trade deadline because closers are only needed on teams that are good that are trying to win at this point in time. You're not going to do anything. They didn't get a bat. The only thing that this team needs is a bat. They need a something that can hit because they can't hit. Roger Tellez is a nice first baseman. Uh, yeah, he should be batting fifth. Now, I like Rowdy. I like Adamas. I like all these guys. They're, they're, they're nice pieces. It's a great pitching staff. Let's go back to last year's playoffs. Where did that great pitching staff get us? A lot of low run losses. It, it's it's hot garbage, and it basically signaled to the team, "Hey, we're we're just going to get rid of we're like, let's raise the white flag. All right, right up to the top. Hey, so we're going to get rid of Hater because uh, it's going to cost us money in two years, and we're going to bring in this guy. Oh, we had control of Hater for a year and a half, but we're high on this Gasser guy that'll be up. He'll be good in like two years." And Ruiz, we don't know about him. We're going to let the other guy go. And this other guy that we got for him, uh, he's going to be gone at the end of the year too. But, you know, so we had we have Hader for another year and a half. Oh, and we're bringing in this guy from Texas. Sure. Oh, he's going to cost us $4 million a year, which would have been the same as the amount of money that we've had to pay Hader in arbitration next year. So we traded all these people, and we still have the same payroll, but now we have a whole lot less people that are good at their jobs a guy who might be good in two years and haters gone. I mean, right. it, 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 it's, it's just why, why do it? Why do it? Especially when haters, a good clubhouse guy and it makes, it did nothing. It did absolutely nothing except shake up the team. And we gained nothing except maybe this gasser guy might be a good starter in two years from now. 
Mm-hmm. This team is this team is supposed to be made. They're they're telling us they're going to go for the World Series this year, going for the World Series. No, they're they're lying. They're absolutely lying. And to tell us that they made this move to get us to the World Series is a complete lie. And that's the thing. It's like you're not you're not serious as an organization trying to go for the World Series. Look at what San Diego did. They're small market too. Look, they gave up everything. They sold the farm. They went out and got Soto. They went out and got Hater. They're, they're ready to go. They're like, let's pour it on. Pour it on. In the meantime, the Brewers are like, hey, we're going to stay just good enough to make the playoffs every year, so you guys keep filling the stadium. It'll be okay. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. You know, hey, as long as you show up, we put out an okay product that somehow does this every once in a while. And you know what? Hey, we're going to, pr- we're going to, we're going to roll out the 40 year old 82 team again here and celebrate them once again. And they were losers, but anyways, we're going to roll them out again. Hey, look, it's Robbie out. Look, it's Paul Molitor. We've never done anything in our franchise's history. Hey, let's hang on to 40 years ago. Bob Uecker is still alive. Hey, let's just hold on to everything from 1982 and not make any new memories. Let's just sail along here. And hey, you know what? Hey, hey, we got prospects coming up. Prospects coming up. Prospects coming. Yet they gave up a prospect for that one. I don't even remember which which pitcher they gave. They gave up. It's like, well, we can't lose any prospects. And then they trade a prospect for a injured pitcher who may or may not play this year. What is it? What is it? Are, are we playing for now? Are we playing for the future? Uh, what is it? Oh, or are we just going to be like in a somewhat like never like rebuild year? Like just kind of the 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 Seahawks during the most of and the Twins during most of the early 2000s. I this is literally like the Twins of the early 2000s. We're going to give a whole bunch of money to Mauer to kind of show you that we're sort of invested in the team, and then just not do anything else. We gave a whole bunch of money to Yelich and then just sort of not do anything else for the rest of the team. And it, it's garbage. It's hot, absolute garbage. Like if you look around the league and I won't go through all of them, but there's a whole bunch of trades that happen. Teams with lesser pitchers than Josh Hader got way more in return than the Brewers got for Hader. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what else to say. And if you don't think for a second, it's complete. It's and everyone will say analytically driven. It is a perfectly good trade. It is. Like, if you look at it on paper, you're like, uh, it kind of makes sense, you know, slightly favoring the 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 Padres. But, like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that that is not a lone opinion. That is uh, uh, probably the vast majority at this point of all Brewers fans, right? Aaron, I think you're, like, yeah, it's, you're right so there. It's an, even, it's, an, it's, 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 it's an even balanced trade. But, like, so what was what was gained and, and what was lost in it was the brewers out analyzed themselves like yeah. they they didn't take into account clubhouse or and they're like yep. or like oh we're we're gonna bring up all these other prospects this is like when jj hardy and fielder and braun all came up at the same time yeah um uh hater came up with these other guys that are currently in this clubhouse and you just shipped him off you destroyed t- like Oh, it's baseball. They're professionals. They need to be professionals and uh, nut up and do whatever. It's like uh, you get rid of one, get rid of one of your favorite players. Only oh, pitches once every three days, and he's the closer. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just destroy the clubhouse. Post for for no reason other than for what? What did they, John? Tell me, 
What did they what did they accomplish by that trade? I don't know what they really accomplished. I think I said they this saved last some week. Money. Yeah, I mean like I don't think they got They got enough. Padres under the luxury tax. I don't think they got enough for it. I don't like the trade. It's not a trade I would have liked. I'm there was nothing I was excited about. What's that? Okay. I, I was not excited about the I trade. I said I'm going to mute myself so you can talk because otherwise I'm going to interrupt you every three seconds. <laughs> I appreciate that. I didn't like the trade because it's like I really there was nothing I was excited about in that trade. And as I kept researching the players, I didn't get more excited about it. I wasn't like, oh, there's a guy I didn't know. Oh, there's a thing I didn't know. I was like, we got another outfielder. The top four prospects in our team in, in the minor leagues were outfielders. And I was like, well, this is like the fifth one. And he's like the eighth best player now. And the pitcher's the ninth best. I was like, okay, we have pitching and outfielders. And I guess the, the only thing you can say against this, the only thing I say is like everybody is doing this like, well, they're one in five without hater. These weren't games where closers did anything uh, at all, basically. Uh, the game yesterday was because really Council has is, is oddly outthought himself in the last several games. Uh, he pinch hits for Telez. For Telez, uh, in a, in a big inning where they had a chance to take a league, he, he, t- he takes out the best bat in his, his lineup. I mean, other than maybe Renfro, who has been playing very well of late. But he's like, oh, we got to put in a pinch hitter. We got to put in Brasso. It's going to be amazing. And Brasso gets hit by a pitch, and then the next guy strikes out. And you're like, okay, that was a wasted move. And you took Telez out of the lineup. And then the other day, after Luis Urias gets a hit, gets on first. I think he walked and he got on first. They pinch run for him. He's not slow enough that you pinch run for him. Um, but they put Jonathan Davis in the game, and what that means is Jonathan, or they have to put uh, Mike Brasso into the game at third base, and he immediately makes an error that scores a run and takes a runner. Why is should Jonathan have been out. Davis in the major leagues right now? By the way, well, because they don't have a better center fielder right now. And they could bring up Jackson Churio and he'd be better than Jonathan Davis. Quite he possibly. He is trash. But here's the thing. He is trash. He is absolute trash. Bring up a, a single-A guy. He's young. I'm not willing to call him trash just yet. He's very young, and I think Churio is obviously the guy who's going to be there eventually. Um, but here's the thing. Um, did anybody start the season saying the Brewers are, are the, the, the pick to win the World Series? They were the favorite to win the division, but, I mean, the Cubs are trash. The, I mean, the Pirates are trash, and we lost to them. The Reds are trash when we lost to them. It fully admittedly, we lost to those two teams in the last two series. But the Dodgers or the Padres were way ahead of the Brewers. Even the Giants were looking better, but the Giants have kind of fallen back because they're in that crazy tough division over there. The Brewers were not winning this World Series with Hader. They're not. They weren't. It wasn't going to happen. This team isn't that good. If your team like the there's two ways of going at this as small market. It's you do uh, the the Royals uh, sort of way, which is what the Pirates did as well when they had that one great time when um, you know McCutcheon was being an MVP and all that. You say, okay, we can do this one way. We can build up, make a very short window, but we'll have we'll have traded everything away for years to build up all these parts together, bring them up together, and have a very small window where we have incredible talent, and that might work but what if you're wrong on the talent then you got nothing which is why the pirates haven't gotten back to there because it's not easy to do that to bring up all that incredible talent all at once because it requires a lot of things to fall very right or you can do what the tampa bay rays have done which they haven't won a world series but that's a team that nobody watches that is always competitive and is competing in the al east 
against the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, they are always right there, and they haven't won a World Series. They went to one, which is better than what the Brewers have done. It's better than what the Brewers have done. But they're doing it with with no payroll, and they trade away the, the big hitters. They trade away the big players. They know what their plan is, and they know who they are. And they're giving themselves the longest window imaginable. Like, they have been competitive for eight years now. And the Brewers, I think, are trying to fall into that line as being more like the Rays than the Royals or the Pirates. And I don't know that that gives you necessarily... I'm not saying it's always the best chance, but they have a plan at that point. This team was not going to beat the Dodgers. This team was not and will not beat the Dodgers. Hater or no hater, they're not beating them. This is not the year where you're one player away. When you you trade away your one elite talent, that... Definitely throws the white flag up that you're not going to be the Dodgers. No, and I get that. That's the only real and, and the valuable fact, the thing to say. Got, they, the, the fact that you traded away your one elite talent for no eliteness. Yeah. They, they traded him away for nothing. That's the only real value, as you say. Phil, like, Philadelphia got more out of more out of the Cubs yeah. for a lesser pitcher Again, than Josh. I'm trying to say, that's the only real argument here, is you're saying the Brewers should have gotten more and you're hurting your locker room because Hader, by all accounts, is well-liked in the locker room. Everybody right. felt bad about him leaving and that's a good point. It really is. But at the other end, you kind of want to win. I mean, feel bad as much as you want to feel bad. Go out there and play baseball and hit a ball. Um, to a certain extent, spending a week feeling sorry for yourself is a, a thing you do when you, you come home from work and eat a, a you know, a pint of ice cream or whatever like that like i aaron do you get to feel sorry for yourself oh, and tell everybody at work wait a way to degrade that one whatever aaron, aaron if you get to feel bad about something that happened at your work do you get to be bad at your job do i get to be bad at my job i don't get to sorry. walk into a to any office and be bad at my job go out there and hit the ball and in fairness in all honesty the brewers over the last month are top are, are 11th in the league in hitting in in average in average only, just looking at batting average, 11th in the league in batting average. Over the last two weeks, they're top five in batting average. They actually out-hit the Reds in this last say, series. We're lucky they we're not a score. Baltimore Oilers podcast. They just couldn't score. They kept getting hits. They just didn't actually score. The Reds just hit home runs in incredibly bad times. And the Brewers had weird, weird uh, just situational managing by council that really hurt them. Um, you, didn't but, catch, yeah. you didn't catch the last part, did you? I'm not sure if I... You must have talked over me. I said, we're, well, we're lucky we're not a Baltimore Oilers, uh, Baltimore Orioles uh, podcast because then, yes. Well, they're okay right now. They're just in a terrible no, division. They, but they traded away all their talent mm-hmm. yet again. Once they, once they, once they said good again, if, they just... Here's the thing. Like, if you Are you trying to win a World Series? Then you say you look around and be re- realistic that there's not an amount the, the of Brewers anything. Have, the Brewers have the pitching staff to win a World Series. They don't they have do. anything else to do it though. They don't have. They didn't have anything else. No, to do. like they no, were not the they, team to do it. That's but that's but that's the hate, John. That's where the hate comes from. Like I get the hate. If I really do. If you if you if you're gonna get rid of Hater, get rid of him for something that scores runs, and they didn't. They got rid of him for a pile of mud, and a pop uh, a, a pop cake. Or something. Or I really whatever. think they weren't going to get that. I think they should have traded him off season. I think off season yeah, would have been better. Just hold on to him then. I think you and I are on that. Like, you're, not getting, that. you're not going to get anything better for him. No. And the, and all, all you did in the meantime is destroy the clubhouse. 
Like it was, a, it was an ill-advised, stupid move. You could have done all the other moves you did beyond that, bring in Matt Bush or whoever, and then bring in this lament guy and go like, oh, well, holy smokes. Like uh, we don't have a spot on the roster for him. So we're going to have to just uh, DFA him. At this point, yeah, it is what, basically what, what like... What was that? I mean, I'm with a third grade math level <laughs> ability to do contracts. Like, I could have done that. I, I literally think there's something there's something between uh, between Stearns and Anastasio that's going... Like, I it's a pissing match, I think. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. One of them's mad at the other one. It's got to be, right? No. Why would they have done that? There's no reason. There's no reason to have done that. And like, I, I go around and I look at the, like all the CBS news and um, sporting news and all these. It's like trade B plus for the Brewers, A minus for the for the Padres. And it's like it's not that simple. Stupid. Like it's there's the like, other side here. The, the other the only other way you can try to describe this in any reasonable sense is you say. Everybody could look at this team and say there is no amount of anything you could trade from this Brewers and its minor league system that would get right. you enough to make you an actual World Series competitor. Right. And then you say, well, can we be a World Series competitor in two years or three years? Because we cannot right now. It is no, an impossibility right now. We can't. Well, they're going We're to shot. replace the entire outfield or they're building up trade capital for two years from now when they think that they might be able to have... You know, well, when the Brewers the when the Brewers were anyway, CC so. Sabathia away from getting to the World Series, they traded for CC Sabathia, and they have made a bunch right. of trades over the last couple of years. There is nothing in the minor league system to trade away for to get that bat. You have to trade. What is it? The major leagues, because that's the only place where we have enough talent to do that. At this point, you restock your minor leagues, bring up a bunch of your talented guys like Chario, and you're going to bring up Garrett um, Mitchell, and you put them in the outfield, and you say, "Hey, thanks, Tyrone Taylor." It's been I'll, fun. I'll, 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 I'll get be done. out. I'll be done. I'll be done with it when I say this. It was a forced trade. Hater yeah. didn't have to be traded. No. It was a forced trade for to prove some sort of point. And Ooh. I don't know if it's Anastasio just trying to do whatever, or I don't know. He he goes to the owners' meetings with, "Hi, I'm an owner." Oh, 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 oh. button on this shirt. Like I I don't know <laughs> I don't know why it seems like it was a very forced just like. We got to do something. We got to do something. And it seems like it came from, it really does seem like it came from on high, like get trader, get hater off this team real quick. And Stearns went like, here's what we got. I think the biggest problem is not so much that there's a personality issue between the two of them. I think it's that Stearns is a numbers analytics guy. And when you do that too far, you forget that there's a human element to baseball. Right. To all sports. Thank you. So I think that there's there's definitely an issue that he didn't take any, but at the same point, it's basically Wilmer Flores crying about leaving the Mets, and then the Mets deciding not to trade him, and then continuing to be awful for another six seven years. <laughs> they're good now, they're really good now, um, right. but you know Wilmer Flores just left and went to play for a different team afterwards, so well, he's not there for it. This thing hater wasn't complaining. No, Wilmer Flores wasn't complaining either. He loved it there. He and they changed the trade specifically because of how much he loved being there, uh, and it didn't help them at all. He would have been better off in the Brewers. Brewers would have had a better chance of winning if they'd had him at that time. Um, I mean, what? Quite honestly, I mean, that's that. That's I think that's the most frustrating thing to a lot of us Brewers fans that are 
not able to just look at the analytics. It's like, yeah. what did we accomplish? We accomplished nothing. There's the other part, which is something. Well, what did, our, our team didn't get better. Our team actually got slightly worse. Yes, except for, for right this now. Gasser kid, except for this gasser kid that might be good in two years. But we don't know. This outfielder he's we traded for, we're going to trade away. Mark my words, we're going to trade him away at some point because we're oh, not bringing gone. him up. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not passing Mitchell or Chario. He's just not. And they're going to trade him at some point. He's a bargaining trip in the future. We basically traded away a current player for future bargaining chips. And maybe oh, I got, I got, I got blocked by uh, Andrew McKelvey from the, uh, the... Uh, uh, Journal Sentinel because he was trying to. I, I was just like, no, this is. I said, this is a BS trade. I said, thank you for mansplaining to me how how baseball works. This is it's it's a garbage trade, and I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like that's that's where we we are. That's like my side of Twitter and my side of Brewers fandom, who are still great fans and will continue yes. going to games, are like, what happened? Like we did nothing, and actually we got worse somehow. Here's, all, I guess, the, the people, point. All the people that were traded for Hater might be gone by the end of this year. Maybe. And the only Hater was under control until the end of next year. Right. So here's exactly what I've been saying. I agree with you. Brewers should have either gotten more or waited till the offseason because why bother? And I think that that's a, a, a good point on that. And it, it definitely affected the locker room to a certain extent. You're grown at, you're, you know, you're, you're grown men. Just find a way. I mean, you still have to play baseball. And they did not look good the last week here. They just didn't. And they didn't go out there with the sort of enthusiasm that they normally have. But the other thing is, it's also like that we've been to the playoffs four years in a row. We have become that team. In our own minds, we have said, well, like, well if we're not competing for World Series, what are we doing? And the thing is, is like, you've been to one, guys. All right. We have been to one. And you're complaining that we're not going nice. every year. Like this, this is the the group of people who are like, well, if we're not going to World Series now, why are we even here? Like five years ago, we were putting up banners, you know, like every time, like we're super excited about banners for wild cards for crying out loud. And we're defending putting up banners for wild cards. And now all of a sudden we're like, well, World Series are bust. Like know who you are. Um, and yes, it's frustrating and it's hurting. And we're currently in it. We're, we're currently living through like a losing streak that followed a trade, which I don't, which I think there's some correlation, but not necessarily pure causation because there are a lot of pure managerial issues that I think really affected that. Um, but I mean, like everybody also goes through losing streaks because with Hater, we were what we lost the, the however many going into the all-star game. We were bad with him at different points of the year too. And nobody said like, well, whatever. But at the same point, this is the group that says things like, well, we have to trade. I can't believe we went and got Adamas. You know, I can't believe we traded away people to go get Luis Arias. Who is this guy? And now they'll be like, well, at the same point, they'll start trying to trade everybody. And people, these are the same fans who want to trade Rodgers every year. And it's hard to understand all of it. Try to understand, like, we have been watching one of the best eras of Brewers baseball we've ever gotten for a team that is in the bottom half in terms of payroll and trying to tell a billionaire they have to spend money that they made in a different business on a team that isn't getting more profitable. Uh, you, you know what? You want to make this team spend more money? Spend more money on the team. If the team becomes more profitable, 
then they'll spend the team's money on this team, not their own personal money. Nobody who runs a business is going to say like, you know what? My business didn't get more profitable. I have no more, you know, no more people looking to buy my product. Maybe I'll expand. Maybe I'll expand. Why don't I do that? Why don't I open a second up shop? Even though nobody wants my product any more than what I'm already selling. You say, I've reached my point. It, it's not how businesses work. And we love this because as fans, well, maybe, we're like, maybe every you, billionaire, so- if I were a billionaire, I would spend all of my money to make the brewers great. But that's not yeah. how anybody actually works. And yes, it's hurtful. It hurts what's, us as well, people. What's, as what's, fans. what's his name that uh, owns the Rams? I don't remember. Yeah, Stan, I, I know who you're talking Stan, about. I can't remember Stan, his name. Stan Kroenke or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who also owns the Avalanche? Okay. And? Yeah, he spent all his money to make those teams better. Well, Wayne Huizenga spent all his money to make the Marlins win a World Series. And when they did, he turned to his friends and said, I lost a billion dollars on this team. Am I having fun yet? And then he traded all those players and sold the team. Right. Because that's not how any of this actually works. Well, maybe maybe he should. Maybe, He's not a fan. Maybe Anastasia should sell the team to the city of Milwaukee. That's not actually allowed by the MLB. It's It's against the... Because of the Packers, every every major league program now has a rule against selling it to you know a public. You have to sell it to a group or an ownership organization of some sort. So yeah, it's not even that's not an it's well, not. Well, that seems un-American. Yep, yep. But it's their their own <laughs> internal organizational policies. Because nobody wants the, a team like the Packers, which actually the closest thing to that is the Braves, which makes me sad because I hate them because my father hated well, them when I was growing up. Because uh, they hurt his feelings as a kid, but yeah. the Braves actually are owned by a publicly traded organization, so they yeah, do release their numbers. So yeah, everybody hates that. Turner Broadcasting, right? I I don't remember who, but they're owned by a publicly yeah. traded organization, so they have to share their books. Kind of like the Packers. The Char- do. I remember the Charlotte Bobcats used to be a publicly traded organization as well. So. Yeah. The specific rules that you cannot just sell shares of stock for other teams. You cannot make them a publicly traded company anymore. So, yeah. And that's a load of bull crap, John. I agree with you because it would make sports (laughs) better if organizations could be owned by people who say they couldn't move their team just for whatever reason. Like, you could be owned by the fans. It would be better. It would be a better game. It would be a better run organization because they would be running for trying to make their fans happy rather than making a buck. Which the Packers are, and I think that rather, if rather all than teams, make some, some dude from California happy. Yeah, it would make so. all sports better, and it won't happen. It won't happen no. because the organizations are run by billionaires from New York and California. So all right. of the, all the organizations. All right, we would go into the Northwoods now if we had time, but we don't really have time. So maybe we'll you get into that. You can bet on week. the Northwoods, though, John. Talk you about can. That. It's on their website. If you want to bet on the Northwoods League, it's right on their website how to do so. It makes me so happy. <laughs> if you to want to bet that. on college kids with wood bats, it's available There's, on their website. There is a link called Gaming right on the top of their page. And man, does that make me happy. Almost as happy as a team called the Doc Spiders. But yes. oh, thank you for joining us this week, everybody. We have worked through a lot of emotions, all of us, because all of our feelings are valid on this quite honestly and i've um, been quarantined all week with a covid wife and son yeah so this is great and as i said all of aaron's feelings are valid all of your feelings are valid you can be as mad Everyone's as you want to be um i'm just yeah, not going to go on twitter and deal with you. the amount of just 
absolute brewer's hellscape that is going on on brewer's Twitter right now. It is a toxic place to be. So I will yeah. avoid it, but I'll get back there. Uh, I'll mention it. I just won't read your stuff is all I'm saying. It's, it's, it's a toxic hellscape, <laughs> and I'm your Vecna. And by the way, gosh, that makes me so happy. I'm watching that right now, the the, the newest season. Um, I'm going to take your soul, John. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, remember to follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod. Remember to follow me at Not So Humble Host. And please, please, please follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. He is your Vecna. He is going to unleash all of your anger and he will bring you some sort of just piece of some I, sort. I, I, I don't won't, know what I won't to bring say. any happiness. It'll no, be... not happiness, but there will be a cathartic release at least, if release. nothing else. Yes, oh, man. But thank you again, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Next week, season five begins. Thanks very much. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.